what to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Oh, hi there. Welcome back to Pflugerville. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wow's barn. You know, being Lucy Wow's sidekick is a lot of fun, but sometimes I get tired of kicking sides and want to just take a moment to sit on my boombox butt and cast a little pod or podcast about my favorite subject, invention. Why invention? Well, for one thing, I am an invention. That's right, from my parts made of tools to my boombox butt, every inch of me is a Lucy Wow original. Now, when Lucy Wow invented me, she didn't know I'd become a podcaster. That's one of the fun parts about inventing. Your creations go on to have a life of their own. They grow and change, becoming a podcast host like me or the star of a parade like today's invention. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Balloons. The Macy's Day Parade is the biggest parade in the world. Every year on American Thanksgiving, millions of people line the streets of New York City with millions more tuning in on TV to watch the parade. In particular, people love to watch the huge balloons floating above the street of America's biggest cities. While these balloons are part of people's holiday traditions today, they had to be invented first. It all started in 1924, when, in order to promote Christmas shopping at Macy's, store employees started a parade. It was a simple parade, just people in funny costumes, a few floats, some local bands, and live animals borrowed from the Central Park Zoo, marching down the street. Actually, there was one special thing about this parade. Santa Claus was in it. That's right! Santa himself arrived at the end of the parade and was crowned on the Macy's balcony at the 34th Street store entrance. Well, it turns out that Santa can bring in the crowds. And to the parade organizer's surprise, over 250,000 showed up to see the jolly old elf. Wow! In the face of this kind of success, Macy's declared the parade would become an annual event. And so from then on, the parade happened every year. And each year, more people watched. Bigger crowds meant Macy's had to keep making the parade itself bigger. Fortunately, a man from Guatemala named Anthony Tony Sarga, who was a puppeteer in New York, had an idea so big that it would change Thanksgiving forever. Tony wanted to replace the live zoo animals with large animal-shaped balloons that he had designed. It was a crazy idea, but also an awesome one. So Macy's agreed to do a test run. In 1928, they put five of Tony's large balloons in the parade. These first balloons included a 21-foot-tall human, a 60-foot-long dinosaur with a caveman holding its ropes, a 25-foot douchehound, and the first character balloon ever, 
Felix the Cat. The balloons flew 2,000 feet above the crowds and completely stole the show. People had never seen anything like it. These balloons weren't just new and they weren't just big. They were valuable. You see, at the end of the parade, they were simply released to the air to deflate on their own, and whoever was lucky enough to find and return one would receive a $100 reward. Like giant Pokemon, people wanted to catch them all. Now, eventually, they stopped releasing the balloons to deflate on their own, but it didn't matter. People were hooked on the big floating figures, and the rest, as they say, is history. In a few years' time, thanks to the balloons, over one million people were showing up every year, lining the parade route, looking up with smiles on their faces. But wait, how do you make a giant balloon fly over the Big Apple? Like many inventions, it begins with a pencil. A designer sketches out a new balloon idea that includes notes about the aerodynamics and engineering. Then they take these designs and make two clay models. One is used to calculate density or size and weight and wind resistance. The other model is used to experiment with the colors and effects needed to make the balloons look cool. When they've perfected the models, they move on to figuring out how much helium, a chemical that is lighter than air and makes the balloon float, the balloon needs. Not enough helium and the balloon won't fly. Too much, Ed? Well, did you ever see the movie Up? To figure out the helium amounts needed, they put the clay model in a pool of water. The water the model displaces, combined with the number of gallons needed to make the model float, gives the amount of helium they need. And once that's figured out, they scan it all into a computer, and special machines cut out the pieces needed of fabric, rubber, and plastic, and then heat seal them together. Oh, and in case you wondered, instead of the air hole on a normal balloon, these balloons have zippers attached for easy deflation. (laughs) After the balloon is constructed, it is blown up and painted. That's right, the balloon is painted by hand to allow for greater detail. Now, most Macy's balloons reach heights over five stories and have a goat load of helium in them. So it's important that someone holds on to them or rather, many someones. These people who hold the balloon ropes are called handlers, and they have to weigh over 120 pounds and practice on the street to make sure that no one gets hurt or carried away. As you can see, it's a lot of work, but if you ask me, it's worth it. Who knows? Maybe one day you'll see a kapow balloon flying up there. But until then, when you see those amazing balloons, just remember, Before they were bouncing in the wind over the streets of New York City, they were just an idea bouncing around in an inventor's head. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe your next idea will be flying through the sky one day. Well, folks, we've come to the end of another Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. Come back tomorrow when I'll be covering more inventors and inventions. And while you're waiting, you do realize there are just a slew of shows that take place in Pflugerville, right? It's true! There's Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn, inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pick-me-goat Kapow. Hey, that's me! Lucy goes big, and then she goes bigger! Oh, and if you like strange and spooky stories, you should check out R.L. Stein's Story Club. That's a real winner. I'm in the club, so I get to hear all the stories. And you can too! 
Keep on the lights, folks. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein Story Club, wherever you get your podcasts. And y'all, find your way. I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wow psychic. Sometimes it overwhelms me and I just, well, you know, faint. Well, today I got the most exciting news and I, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths. <laughs> Don't faint. I'm on a t-shirt and a hoodie and a sticker and ah, I'm famous. The most famous mechanical pygmy goat to ever live. Go to gokidgo.com and check me out. Lucy Wild merchandise is now available and you know you need more kapow in your life. Until next time, this is Kapow signing off. Go, kid, go! Go, kid, go!